Hey guys, welcome to Kingdom Minds. My name is David. Hello, I'm Karis. And this is a podcast where we talk about Kingdom Hearts and the Kingdom of God. Absolutely. And today we have a super special guest on the show. Say hello, Kairos. How's it going? Hello. Uh, pretty good. Uh, thanks for having me. You are so welcome. Cool. So, uh, I wanted to ask you, when did you first start playing Kingdom Hearts? I first started playing Kingdom Hearts around the age of 9 or 10, and it was on the PS2 system. It was the first Kingdom Hearts game that my family ever got, as any child would just mash that X button like, we don't know what we're doing. (laughs) And then, um, I don't know what happened after that. I guess I stopped playing Kingdom Hearts 1, and then my cousin slash godbrother came in, and then he brought Kingdom Hearts 2 for the PS2 as well. Uh, Sora took place in Atlantica or something, and I played that, and then I completely completely fell off and then i picked it back up with recoded around 2016 or 2017 awesome yeah i feel like i'm a bit like you in the sense that i started at a young age and then i like not that i ever stopped enjoying kingdom hearts but i just didn't have like a psp or ids or whatever like to play the side games and i still haven't played most of them I just watched the cutscenes until many years later, and now it's like I have a job and I have my own money so I can splash on Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, and then I was wondering if you could also tell us about, like, your art, and when did you start drawing Keyblades and, like, Kingdom Hearts characters and so on? Like, how did that journey come about for you? Oh, that's a really long story. Um, Okay, so... When I first started drawing Keyblades, uh, that was around the same time I got recoded. But some of my designs were really terrible, so I didn't pick it back up. So I was just always look at other creative people. Uh, this one person I found who I wanted to be inspired by, but I was afraid to like pick it back up. His name was Exusia Sword on DeviantArt at the time. And I've been like, spamming all of his keyblades until i got instagram and i followed dove lucy official and then i picked back up drawing keyblades the kingdom hearts characters i want to say was around the same time as the keyblades it was really quite a journey i will tell you that it was not easy like tetsuya nomura and his theories (laughs) for sure (laughs) But um, yeah, overall, the journey with the Keyblade and the Kingdom Hearts characters that I've come up with, it was actually, they're actually pretty fun to make. I will not lie. They're really fun. And I really enjoy doing that. Yeah, I feel like your passion for drawing Keyblades really like comes across on like your social media and things like that. And also just like in talking to you, I'm like, this dude loves Keyblades. And that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed your your keyblade designs. Thanks. Yeah, they're great. I really like the one that you did recently that was like a dark theme or whatever. I can't remember what it was called. I believe you're referring to the Two Darkness keyblade I made. Yes, that's the one. That one has a really good story. That's cool. Tell me the story. Okay, so I wanted to have a Keyblade that was both for Solon and his nobody I called Nolsix at the time, and to this day, I still call him that. (laughs) And just to be clear, these are your original characters, right? 
Oh, yes. All of these characters and these keyblades I made, they're all original. So I was inspired by the Two Become One keyblade for the Two Darkness, and I tried to form it that style, but at the same time, I tried to make it my own. Mm. And it was called Darkness at the time because I wanted a lot of blacks, a lot of grays, maybe some whites, and a whole bunch of purple and one or two splotches of red in it with the uh, heartless symbol combined with the unversed, I think. I don't know. I'll have to look back into that. But that's how the Two Darkness Keyblade was born. That's dope. Yeah. I feel like from speaking to you about Keyblades, I really don't know that much about Keyblades, like, comparatively. But that's cool. We're here to learn, right? Or I'm here to learn because I know nothing about this series, and yeah, here I am. It's like a meme. Awesome. Okay. I guess we'll move on and chat about the news for a little while. First of all, uh, Kingdom Hearts Dark Road had an update back on the 6th of August um, in English. It's called The Presence of Darkness. It has a fright now. I still have not completed it. But I wanted to ask you guys, where are you with Dark Road at the moment? Well, I watched the cutscenes and then Mm -hmm. I got busy and I uninstalled the game. (laughs) Oh no. But yeah, I was I I kinda wish they would just hurry up and finish finish up Union Cross because it was too too tempting to keep going back and forth between the two games and just using up way too much of my time. But yeah, did you watch the the cutscenes at least for Dark Road? No, I haven't. Okay, I won't spoil it then. I know that they go to like the court or whatever for the Queen of Hearts, and she like interrogates them or something like that. Yeah, uh, all I say it's uh, it seems like they're following a format for each of the episodes which I think is kind of cool. I really like the way they're doing the story now as opposed to Union Cross where it's it's episodic in format. Mm. Yeah, I like that too about it. And I'm I'm still grinding away. I've actually I'm actually just broke level 30, which I am like really psyched about. And I can pretty much grind like the two-star level of Wonderland at the moment. So I'm doing that. Cool. And I've been doing most of the daily missions. I'm spending far too much time on it. It's so bad. But I haven't spent, like, no money. I think I bought one, like, the smallest bundle. It was, like, not even a pound. Just because I wanted to see what would happen if I did. And it wasn't worth my time. So I'm like, nope. I'm so hard off spending any money. But just from logging into Union Cross every day and getting the jewels, the free jewels... Um, I'm almost at 30,000 jewels. And once I'm at that, then I can pull for cards and I can do the 3,000 jewels 10 times. So I will be bound to come up with something good, hopefully. Oh yeah, you should have a killer deck by that time. Yeah, that's that's my plan. If you just pull once or twice, you get nothing good. So if I get 10 pulls, I will get something at least. I'm sure I will get at least yeah. one good card. I'm not sure where they are now with the cards because I know they're constantly updating it. But I know that eventually in Union Cross with the with the medals, they would eventually have mercy pulls where if you pulled like five times or ten times, you get a guaranteed draw of a rare a rare medal. Yeah, I think they have that. I don't know what the what like the threshold is 
but we'll see. Do you play it, Kairos? I don't feel like you do. I actually do, but I haven't picked back up Dark Roach, so you might have spoiled some of the things for me. Just, oh, um, sorry. It's, a, it's okay, it's okay. Um, let me see. I recently played Dark Road right after uh, Kingdom Hearts Union Cross got updated, so I wanted to check it out. I love the story overall, but the battle format and the flick rush, it just lost me i'm sorry i love the game itself don't get me wrong but personally for me i prefer the medals over the flick rush style yeah i didn't mind it but i think you're not alone in that <laughs> yeah having never really played union cross i can't even comment i literally have no idea i've played it like once or twice and was just completely lost i'm just baffled it's like i don't understand the system at all so yeah <laughs> Yeah. I feel like we talked about this last time, David, about just like a newcomer now coming into New Cross. Like, they've got no chance. Oh, yeah. It's super convoluted. I mean, it's been going on for seven years. So, anyway, I feel like yeah. that pretty much wraps up Dark Road, seeing as we can't really get into spoilers because I've not played it. Yeah. So, the other thing that's happening is that the Kingdom Hearts 3 soundtrack is set to release on the 11th of November worldwide. And it will have eight CDs, and it's going to feature mu- music from Kingdom Hearts 3 Remind, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue, Kingdom Hearts Unchained X, and Kingdom Hearts Unicross, and it's going to cost roughly $134. This thing is beefy, and wow. pff, I don't have the money. I mean, I do, but I <laughs> there's many other things I also need to buy in my life so i feel like i will give it a miss now they are releasing this on digital too right i have no idea i so would assume so because i feel like maybe the point is to just kind of get out all the tracks that they haven't released yet and i guess people can kind of pick and choose what they want to buy online maybe Mm. it's just it's a crazy amount of money i mean you get eight discs i guess but yeah eight discs for a hundred bucks mm-hmm I'm sorry, I'm I'm cheap. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, there's people that really want it, but um, we're not collectors on this podcast, so I feel like that's not going to be either of us. Like, I mean, I would love it. I just, I I have other priorities financially, so. (laughs) But, But yeah, that's, it's happening, and some people are really excited, so that's great. Yeah, the next thing was... Have either of you seen the new Kingdom Hearts merch that they've released? I have uh, not. Are we talking about the, the shoes? Yeah, they've also done AirPod cases and, like, passport cases. They've done, like, a dinner mm. set with, like, knives and forks and stuff. It's a lot, and some of it's really expensive, and I'm like, sheesh. I don't yeah, know. It is a so lot. So that's interesting. Uh, I'm going to send you the link on Discord so you can, like, browse and have a look at what they have now. Okay. Oh, I think I saw the thumbnail for the plushies and I just assumed it was all plushies. But, okay. Yeah, there's other stuff on a different page. I like the AirPod cases. I mean, don't have AirPods, so it would be a complete waste. <laughs> but I think it's cool. Yeah, you know, if I just had all the money in the world, I would totally buy all the Kingdom Hearts merch. I'm with you on that boat. I for sure. <laughs> yeah, I do like the passport thing. First thing that grabbed my attention was that Donald plushie. Mm. 
I think honestly for me, it would be if I had the money, it would be the Kingdom Hearts AirPod. Yeah, absolutely. It's like if if you have money, like Square Enix has you covered for all the merch, but also you need to have the money. I'm not fussed about any of this, but I do think the passport looks cool. Specifically. Yeah. Um, I have a Marvel passport pouch thing, and I quite like that one, so I feel like I have no reason to buy another one. But I guess if I ever got second passport, I could. But that's highly unlikely to ever happen. So before we started recording this, I was discussing how I have not yet watched the brand new melody of mem- memory... Blah, 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 blah. Let me try that again. All right. <laughs> So, before we start recording this, I was talking about how I have not currently seen the new Melody of Memory trailer, which dropped, like, three days ago, and because I was on holiday last week, I was away, and also, I don't really like watching trailers because I don't like seeing, like, big moments spoiled for me before I get the chance to experience the game, but then I figured, do you know what, like, let's just watch it, and you can experience my live reactions so that's what we're gonna do right now we've never done this before on this podcast so this is a first and it might go horribly in which case i would cut all of this out but we'll see what happens all right so i'm launching the trailer on youtube oh oh so nostalgic ah simple inkling how exciting gotta love that opening this gameplay looks clean I mean, I don't know, because I've never actually played a rhythm game in my life, apart from, you know, Atlantica. Yeah, for a rhythm game, it really is clean. I will not disrespect that. Okay, so, although they're the same assets as, you know, the original PS2, like, they look so good. It's honestly really impressive. Oh, and it's cool that they have, like, other characters, like, you can have Milan and the Beast. I love this. I am so excited. Oh, Kyrie. I love her. I love that she's finally getting, like, the attention she deserves in the fandom. And also in this game. I've still got, like, a minute left. It's like a long trailer. Yeah, it's mostly gameplay. Wait, you can do online co-op? That's a thing? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah, and PvP. Oh, you can synthesize songs. That's fun. Okay, so this is like the actual trailer where they skip the rhythm stuff and get into the cutscenes. Oh, Riku, best boy. What? What is happening? Okay, and that's the that's the release date, 13th of November. Alright, so that was the trailer. Yeah. Okay, so I guess sheesh. Where to even begin? No, I feel like it looks really slick in terms of the gameplay and the style, and I, yeah, I still don't know how they're going to mesh like the cutscenes with the actual you know rhythm stuff, or if it's just going to be like you complete the whole rhythm section of it and then the cutscenes happen. Like I'm intri- I'm intrigued to see how that will come together. Yeah, definitely. Mm, but overall, I mean, it didn't really show that much at all so i I was worried i was gonna get like massively spoiled but i mean it was okay so yeah no they i think 
they're holding back on the spoilers, which I think is good. Oh yeah. Um, Absolutely. But yeah, because I felt like a lot of the really cool moments from Kingdom Hearts three were spoiled in in the trailers. Yeah, I th- I thankfully just didn't watch any of them and went in completely blind. Mm. So that was a good decision, I feel. And yeah, interesting. So, hmm, I th- I really enjoy that they are having other playable characters come in, like like Axel and Shion. Right. That's really fun, and that's like making me really excited because. I love them so much. So I feel like my prediction about them using this game as a way for players to catch up on the story was correct. You saw the story archive section. It looks like there's cutscene recaps from previous games in there. Because mm, Square, or no, I think it was Nomura actually tweeted about it. And he was like, yeah, it will be good for newcomers to like catch up on the story before Kingdom Hearts 4 but also for just fans of the series, it's like a nostalgic romp. So it will kind of serve those two purposes, which is interesting. And it's kind of like this game is like a retelling of the whole saga. Considering how many games there are and so on, I kind of wonder how like they'll pull all of that off. But I guess we'll find out. So interesting. Yeah. And I suppose the other question for you guys is, will you be buying the game? And what console will you buy it for? Well, my roommate took his PS4 back, so my only option is the Switch now. Unless I buy a PS4 again, or an Xbox. Yeah, um, as much as I love the game, I'll just stick to watching the game play myself. Okay. Uh I'm sorry, Atlantica, even Frozen from Kingdom Hearts 3, they ruined rhythm games for me. <laughs> so I just won't play any rhythm games. That's just my opinion. But overall, it it looked really fun. It looked really interesting. It was very clean. Nostalgia moments happened here and there. I will not lie. Mm-hmm. Would, would you say it was simple and clean? <laughs> I said there were some nostalgic moments. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But I think I'll just stick to watching some of the gameplays along with the cutscene itself just to get a better understanding of, you know, Kyrie's adventures and things like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's completely fair. Like, there are a lot of people that are just opposed to the idea of them having a rhythm game as a main title and whatever. Or not a main title, but a as an, as an installment and that's okay like you're you don't have to like it but it's there and it exists so i'm gonna try it out at least and who knows maybe rhythm games were made for me it'll become my new favorite genre you'd never know only one way to find out yeah absolutely so interesting um yeah I- and then if- sorry what mm-hmm. go ahead no, no, it's okay. What were you going to say? No, I just uh, wanted to see what you guys thought of uh, that expression on Sora's face at the very end of the trailer. Oh, I missed that. I am going to have to go back. Uh... Yeah, I think I missed that too. So he he looks very... A lot of people just kind of say he just kind of somber or maybe sad. But if you go back and look at it, I feel like he looks kind of sinister um, a little bit. It's kind of... A little bit ominous. 
Like uh, Sora? Like what? Mm, I don't know if Sinister is the word. I feel like he's got like resolved. A master plan. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a little creepy because then they they like they invert the lights and darks real real fast. It's not it's not quite inverted, but the lights and darks are inverted. And then on top of that, like just a few weeks ago, there was a glitch possibly a glitch or an easter egg not sure discovered in kingdom hearts 3 remind where you're battling uh, i don't know if you guys heard of this you're battling young xehanort's in the data battle so whenever young xehanort use his uh his time time powers for his keyblade if you look at sora's eyes which you normally wouldn't see unless you happen to pull out the camera right when uh Young Xehanort uses Keyblade. If you look at Sora's eyes, the texture for his eyes changes to the texture for the eye from Young Xehanort's Keyblade. No. I've seen that. Yeah. So people are not sure if it's if it's a glitch or if it's an Easter egg. Um, but then there's a whole bunch of theories about like maybe Sora is the master of masters kind of thing. Because, you know, he's got that very predominant, like, blue eye with the slit in, down the middle, like the no-name Keyblade. And then that the ending of that trailer kind of brings some flashbacks to that, that glitch that people found, which makes you wonder if it was really a glitch and, or if they're just trolling the fans. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I, I had seen that. I'd forgotten about that. If that is the case, then that is... Super exciting. I mean, I'm not sure how I feel about Sora becoming the Master of Masters. I know it's like a popular theory and a lot of people think that will be the case. But then I also seen on Twitter today, like someone commenting about, well, if that is true, then it would probably be like a replica Sora, for example, which I think maybe, but I don't know. So it's an interesting theory for sure. Whether or not I want that to happen. I don't know. Um, I'm not sold on the idea, but it would be interesting for sure. And I feel like I would be on board for the most part, depending on how they did it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Just it all depends on the how, but yeah, it's just interesting. I don't know how that would work out, but there's tons of theories about it, but I just thought it was interesting. Fascinating. On a different note, the whole other thing that has happened of course is the new dearly beloved track has dropped and yes oh boy am i excited like i feel like this has got me more pumped for the game than the actual trailer like i liked the trailer (laughs) but i oh my goodness it is dope like it blew my mind i didn't realize i needed a jazz cover of dearly beloved or jazz arrangement if you will but oh boy, did I. Yeah. It was too upbeat for me. It was funny. It actually <laughs> it actually kind of reminded me of, of our theme song for the podcast a little bit. Um, just because it was a little bit faster and upbeat, I guess. Of course, ours is more of an 80s synth version. Yeah. Imagine Yoko was like, hey, we're going to use the, the Kingdom Minds theme for the new game for Kingdom Hearts 4. <laughs> that would be wild. That yeah. would have been awesome. We'll take credit for it. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you, Josh Reed. Thank you so much for our theme. We love it. 
you're great. Awesome. But yeah, I just, it's so happy. It's so fun. Like, it's nice to, like, I mean, for sure, like, I enjoy all of the Dearly Beloveds, but this one, I feel like it encapsulates what this game should be, which is lighthearted and funny and, you mm. know, we're just here for the ride. We're here for the memes. We're here to make fun of Atlantica and all those things um, because we love it secretly, deep down. So, I don't know. That's my thoughts. Yeah, no, it was awesome. I guess with so many versions, they're bound to start mixing it up with the Dearly Beloved. You can't do the same thing every single game. No, absolutely not. And I feel like that would just get real real boring uh i'm looking forward to all, whatever different kind of genres we'll get for dearly beloved in the future yeah i feel like this is just like open the way for like a new thing and i i don't know like maybe it'll just be mm-hmm. a one-off like for this game like maybe it's just like a gimmick but i kind of hope it's not i i kind of hope that they do like new things with it i don't know i guess we'll see right. sweet all right i guess we can move on to our our main segment of the show and today we're talking about Keyblades, which is something I know not a ton about. However, I have some thoughts. So we're going to kind of like discuss our favorite ones, ones that we like, ones that we also hate, and yeah, just mix it up. So sh- shall we do ones that we like first or ones that we don't like? Uh, let's start with the ones that we like. I was going to say, let's get rid of the ones that we don't like first so that we can do the ones that we do like. You know, like get rid of the bad, bring in the good. Okay. All right. Uh, either way. Uh, I have to decide. Okay, uh, sure. L- let's do ones we don't like first, and then come back to the ones we like. All right. Who, does, who wants to go first? I can start. Yeah, so I, I went I went through and I looked at all the lists of the Keyblades just to remind myself. And I feel like the ones I dislike in general have a common commonality between them uh, in terms of the design. Mm. Um, I didn't go into the terms of the usefulness of the Keyblade because there are some of these that I do use. But I've I've never been a fan of the designs that are just kind of like a hodgepodge of like different things from the Disney property that are just kind of stitched Mm. together. It's just never been appealing to me. I know some people like them. And I think the worst one of these, going back to everyone's Love for Atlantica uh, was Crab Claw from the first Kingdom Hearts game. I mean the 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 teeth of the key is literally just a crab, like it's just a crab <laughs> sticking out of, of a of a of a blue oh stick. I'm I'm just like I don't know Seriously. what this is. Yeah, it was awful. It, it wasn't my fan favorite. It to me it was like I'm thinking. It's a blue pole with a crab and two merm people at the side. It's just a pole. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm not even sure how this qualifies as a Keyblade, to be honest. And along those lines, favorite deputy from Kingdom Hearts 3, I just wasn't really a fan of. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's kind of cool how they incorporated both Woody and Buzz's aesthetic into it, but it just kind of doesn't feel like it fits. Like, I wouldn't mind if it had some kind of cactus ish inspiration to it but the fact that it just looks like a cactus with a deputy star sticking out of it and a deputy hat and woody's hat on top of it it's just too on the nose for me 
Yeah. Sheriff Cactus. It just doesn't look like it fits together. Yeah. It really sucks because I feel like, like, yeah, Favorite Deputy was on my list as well for ones that I, I don't enjoy. And I think for me it's because, like, the world of Toy Story has such an interesting aesthetic. Mm-hmm. They could have done a lot with it. Because there's so many different, like, motives um, and things that are, like, popular, like the little green aliens or, like, the little uh, yeah. green soldiers or whatever. Like, I think they should have picked one thing or two at the very most that were, like, defining features. Or even, like, the clouds in Andy's room. Like, I don't know, just something. And based it around that. But instead, they're, like, throwing all these things in there. And it's, yeah. I think it would have been cool if they had used some sort of a toy key made that into the keyblade where it kind of looks like a toy it's made out of plastic or something like that that would have been dope and then i'll just do three for my least favorite uh the other one that might be controversial and i know a lot of people like this one is actually way to dawn and i'm not sure why but i feel like it also fits with my dislike of things that are kind of like hodgepodge together and i don't know why but i just i'm not a fan of the the wing and the bat wing, like the angel wing and the devil wing, it never really grew on me. I think you've triggered me. I think you triggered me. <laughs> you're wrong, but that's okay. No, it's fine. You're allowed to have your your wrong opinion. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it for mine. Awesome. Okay, what about you, Kyrus? Oh, where do I begin? Um. Okay, so for me... The number one most disliked Keyblade was Riku's Braveheart Keyblade from Kingdom Hearts 3. I'm sorry. <laughs> I knew you were going to say this. Just rip that bandage off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was so upset when they got rid of the Way to Dawn Keyblade because that was literally for him. It literally represented him. And to have them replace it with an oversized car key is just insane. Like, they could have done so much better for Riku's Keyblade. Like, they could have added something with that represents both light and darkness, but no, they chose the Braveheart. So that's my utmost number one dislike Keyblade. Yeah. I agree that the, the, car, key, <laughs> the car key look was kind of lame, but I do think they were trying to represent his growth past his struggle with light and darkness. Like, it's no longer like a struggle for him. Like, he's moved past that as a character. Like, I get that. Um, for sure. But I don't know. I, I think you could look at it that way, but I think you could also see the Way to the Dawn Keyblade as a representation of his struggle and like the things that he's experienced and like how he's come out and how he's better for it. But I I don't know. Mm. I just think like for Riku's Keyblade, like the Way to Dawn for me anyway, the way that I view it, I just think it looks so sophisticated and really like classy in my opinion. I know you don't agree, but but then like the brave heart it's just like a metal line that's a that's like arky and i don't know yeah hmm. we're gonna move on sure <laughs> uh I, for me it would have to be from dream drop distance uh the keyblade you get after completing the land of musketeers i forget the name but that's the second one i dislike i'm looking this up because i'm not sure of the one you mean um okay i don't know I can't picture it in my mind. What does it look like? Hold up. Let me see if I can, like, find it and send it to you through, like, Discord. Yeah, I just cannot remember all of the names of them. 
I know. That's the one thing for fans is like to remember the name. Uh... Oh, all for all for one. That's the one. Okay, yeah, found it. That's the one. That it's for me. It's just a keyblade with like the fleur. What's it? What's it called? The fleur. The um... fleur de lis. Yes, that's all it is. Yeah, it's a little basic. Too basic. Mm-hmm. For sure. I don't hate it. Like, it's not the worst I've ever seen, but it's not great either. It's completely average. Mm, it really is. It's just like a little rapier with a keychain. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, they could have done a little bit better with the yeah. details. Like, they could have done so much more, but no, they just said, okay, we're going to take this symbol, we're going to stretch it out, and we're going to put, like, a tinier symbol and then add a feather at the bottom. Yeah, I think it's dumb that they just have, like, his literal hat. Like, why? It would have been cool if they'd have made, like, the feather, like, the main thing, maybe. But it's just, like, it's <laughs> just musketeer hat, just straight up on the hill. Like, all right. I guess that's fine, but it's not, it's not great by any means. Yeah, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then the last dislike... Uh, would have to be the Umbrella Keyblade from 358 over two days. <laughs> umbrella. Oh my. It's literally just an umbrella. It's. I think it's supposed to be more of a joke. It's It's not really supposed to be a serious thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, they made it a serious thing because now Roxas can use it whenever. Yeah, those are the three dislikes. What's that one called? Is it literally called the Umbrella? It literally is called the Umbrella. Huh. Yeah, I think it was a thing in Final Fantasy games that was kind of a running gag. Brought it over to Kingdom Hearts. Huh. Weird. Okay. Fair. Why not, I guess. And now the most number one liked Keyblade will be the way to dawn. Yeah. Oh, wait, I gotta do mine first. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's all good. Okay, so my list for my, my least favorite Keyblades First of all, we've got the Metal Chocobo. Now, I know a lot of people like it, and I do enjoy it. Like, it's a beefy Keyblade, and it's definitely fun to use for people like me who are, like, melee people. But, um, it's ugly as heck. <laughs> it's just really... Yep. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's not so nice. I don't like the color of it. Like, it's just a kind of dull, dull gray. And I know it's, like, supposed to symbolize Final Fantasy in the sense that you know, it's got, like, the Chocobo keychain and things like that. And I've read, like, online that people think it's supposed to look like the Buster Sword. I'm sorry, it looks nothing like the Buster Sword. And they could have actually just given him the Buster Sword, and that would have been dope. But no, we were landed with this garbage-looking Keyblade, and it's just it's just not very nice. Yeah, it looks kind of like an unfinished Keyblade. It, it, it really does. Yeah. Too bulky, not enough details, just, no. Throw it in the bin. Next up is the Circle of Life Keyblade from uh, the Lanking world. And now... No, please don't diss that one. Please don't diss that one. It's horrible. I'm... No. I don't like it at all. <laughs> no. It's like a kind of wooden staff. It looks nothing like a key. It's just a weird, strange piece of wood with a lion face on it and some, like, tribal markings, and that's it. Like, I just... I don't know. It's mm. not great. I don't like it. I feel like it's just overly simplified. So, what do you think of it, David? Um, I feel like it's all right. I wouldn't say it's my favorite, but I wouldn't say it's the worst. 
think they were going for that kind of African tribal kind of vibe. Yeah. The next one on my list we've already talked about, but yeah, favorite deputy. It's just it's just too busy. There's just far too much going on. I feel like a lot of mm-hmm. Keyblades suffer from being too simplified and not enough. Mm-hmm. And favorite deputy is just the opposite problem. Right. Yeah, they just needed to pick something and they didn't. And it's just like, oof. What on earth is happening? Although I will say the form change where it turns into a giant hammer is hilarious, but <laughs> it's not a good keyblade, in my opinion. It's not good looking. Um, although for some reason it's like one of the most powerful ones in the game, which I don't understand because it looks <laughs> looks so horrible. But hey, um, well, it's got lucky strike, so you if you're grinding for stuff, you have to use it. Yep. And then we have wishing star from Chain of Memories, and oh my goodness. This thing is ugly. It looks like a child made it in kindergarten. And I don't understand what's going on. It's just like a piece of wood with like <laughs> a sun or whatever at the top. I don't know. Just like some wooden gears. I think it's supposed to be gears. But then it's, it's got like Namine's charm as the keychain. Yeah. But yeah, I don't I don't understand the connection between Namine and the wooden gears. Yep. I don't get it. True. I I, I don't get it. I feel like it's supposed to be the raft, maybe, that they were building that they didn't actually build. Potentially. I feel like Nominee deserved a much prettier looking Keyblade than this one. Not that it's her Keyblade, but that it's representative of her. And it's like, Nominee is a treasure and a wonderful human being, and she gets this. Why? And then. Okay, so this is the Keyblade that gave me like the most visceral reaction. When I looked at it, I was like, what the flip is that? And it's Ocean Rage from Dreamed Up Distance. Okay, this guy is ugly as heck. And also, just, <laughs> what is going on? So, like, the mouth of Monstro is the hilt. <laughs> and then, like, his uvula is, like, the part that you can hold on to. Like, <laughs> and then it's just, like, waves on top. I just... <sighs> Uh, yeah, that that, um, that wasn't pretty. Absolutely hideous. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. O- Ocean's Rage is my well, least favorite. It's disgusting. Whoever came up with this, why go home? <laughs> yep, worst keylade for sure, in my opinion. Dang, it's not the worst, but it's not the greatest for me. Yeah, so it, it's the worst in terms of like of, of providing the most the most visceral reaction for me. Of just disgust. Yeah, it doesn't really even look like a keyblade. It just looks like like a weird cartoon. <laughs> yes. It looks like a whale blowing water from its blowhole. Yeah, I mean that's that is what it is. A fat whale. That's, the, that's literally all it is. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's so bizarre. All right. Well now we've talked about the keyblades that we hate. Let's just talk about the keyblades that we enjoy. Yeah, should we go the same order? Do you want to start, David? Yeah, we can do that. I, I can go ahead. So the ones I really liked, I've got kind of four that really stood out to me. Star Cluster, uh, which is Mickey's new Keyblade, Kingdom Hearts 3. I really enjoyed. I like kind of the fusion between the Kingdom of Key D and his old Keyblade. I think it's got a nice color scheme to it. I love the star pattern mm. on the blade. Yeah, I just think it's really cool. Lost Memory, which I can't remember which games was in. I think it was in several games. But 
So this one is one that I feel like captures what they were trying to do with Weighted Dawn, but I like it a little bit better. Okay, I think it first appears in Birth by Sleep. Okay. But yeah, I, I just, I like the aesthetic of it, color scheme. I feel like it goes pretty well. It's beautiful. And then, this was mentioned earlier, but to to Become One, I think is really cool. It's a really nice fusion between Oathkeeper and uh, Oblivion. Mm. Just got a real, real sleek, uh, angular design. Yeah. Just really like the black and white. Yeah, I think probably my favorite one is got to be Oathkeeper. Mm. I feel like Oathkeeper kind of really encapsulates the core qualities of Keyblade really well, uh, where it's got kind of a unique design. It's got a little bit of elements of of representation in the Keyblade, and the teeth of the Keyblade, I think, look, look pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. It's so nice, and I like as well that it's not, like, it is beautiful, but it's not, like, in a childish way mm-hmm. with the keychain. And I do like the pop of color as well, but it's not, like, overwhelming. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a really, it's a super nice Keyblade. I think it's a raid, but I do really like it still. <laughs> cool. And, yeah, that's my list. It's good all around. A good list. Those are all classy Keyblades. All right. Well, starting off of my list, David, <laughs> <laughs> um, would be the Way to Dawn. Yes. <laughs> And here's why. It actually does represent, in Riku's terms, both the light and the darkness that he struggles with. Both the angel and, I guess, somewhat the demonic side of things, mm. however you put it. Overall, I love the color scheme. I love how they put it all together. I especially love the little heartless emblem on the keychain. That was that was cute and really awesome. And... That was absolute one of the first Keyblades I fell for after I played uh, Kingdom Hearts 2. Yeah, that was one of them. The second one for me would be the Omega Weapon from 358 over two days. Mm. Dope. Yes, it's very golden. It's got that nice shine to it. Overall, it was a really good design. I don't know why they didn't give that one for Riku for Kingdom Mm. Hearts 3. It's super nice. I do really enjoy the colors and like the pop of the black and the... Um, and like the orange, like gold orange, so nice. Yeah, it was, that was the first one that caught my eye. Mm. I agree with David on the Oath Keeper. That was a good one. Uh, Oblivion is the next one. Loved the Oblivion. Mm. Nice black. Love the chain detail in the middle that they did. Yeah. That was super nice. It is nice. Uh, I got two more. Yeah, go for it. Rain fell from Birth by Sleep. That was a really, really nice design. And when I first saw it, I'm thinking, oh my god, something better than the Kingdom Key. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not crazy about it. It's, it is nice, though. Yeah. It was a really nice diamond water-like keyblade that they gave for Aqua. And I really like how it represented her. Mm. Yeah, I do like the shape and the angles. Love the angle. And then the last one will be the Ultima Keyblade from Kingdom Hearts 3. Nice. Can't go wrong with Ultima. No, you really can't. Hard to get, I will not lie. Hard to get, but overall, very stunning and very beautiful. Uh, yeah, I have never got an Ultima weapon. I get flashbacks to having to jump on all those flans. Oh my god. <laughs> I never got the Ultima. It's PTSD, man. <laughs> <laughs> Oofed. 
Yeah, I, I, I've never done that grind. I feel like I should, but hey, we'll we'll get around to it sometime. It's hard. No, I feel like the ultimate weapons for me, like, they just seem too busy. Like, there's too much going on. I don't know. That's just my opinion. I appreciate that they have to be pretty cool for people to be bothered to, like, go to all the effort to get them. It's a hassle. I will say that. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and I forgot, if I can go back, I wanted to give an honorable mention to a group of Keyblades that I didn't even know existed until I was researching for this. I didn't realize that in 358 or two days, there are Keyblades based on all of the organization members' weapons. What? Yeah. Yeah. And those were all actually really nice. I think any one of them could easily be a best Keyblade, a best Keyblade list. And I was also surprised that they didn't use... The one based on Axel's weapon as his Keyblade Kingdom Hearts 3. And I wonder if that was what Xemnas meant whenever he destroyed Axel's Keyblade. Like, maybe that's not his true Keyblade. Maybe it's it's the... A substitute. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm going to have to go through and, like, find them all. That's really cool. You want to give your list, cares? So the first one I had was also Oblivion. It's the Edgelord of Keyblades, for sure. Hey. No, I just, I really enjoy how it represents... Roxas and like his angst, my angsty boy. But no, it's it's really sleek looking as well, but without being like over the top. And I do really enjoy like the kind of diamond in the center detail and the the crown on the keychain. Mm. Yeah, it's a dark, gritty keyblade, but it's very very beautifully designed as well. Another one of my favorite keyblades is Destiny's Embrace. So Kyrie's keyblade from Kingdom Hearts Three, Flower mm. Blade. It is gorgeous it's so nice it's just really pretty it's a beautiful thing yeah it's what she deserved and i feel like nominees should have been given something like this the wishing star should should have looked something like this instead of what mm-hmm. <laughs> instead of what we got which was just a wooden mess of random gears i just i love the colors i love how they pop i love each of the flowers the powder fruit keychain it's it's just a lovely thing and they went all out on her keyblade and i'm really pleased it's a cute keyblade. It really is. And without being like, I mean, I guess it's like girly, I guess, but it's also like sophisticated and has like a sleek design. And I really enjoy that. And I <laughs> I guess I just really like flowers because another one that was on my list is also Divine Rose. And it's a bit of a stubby keyblade. Like it's really short. <laughs> Doesn't have much reach, but I do really enjoy the design off the flower and especially like the leaves um at the hilt i just think it's pretty as well i guess i'm a sucker for pretty keyblades um and also oblivion so (laughs) 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 yep that's that's my aesthetic i I enjoy flowers so i think we found our next marluxia in this chat yeah apparently (laughs) no i just think they're nice uh and divine rose is actually really powerful keyblades uh, it's actually really fun to use as well in uh, Final Mix, so because they actually made it more powerful than Oblivion, which is crazy. So yeah, it's actually dope. And then, and then my favorite is uh, Way to the Dawn. Yes. You know I'm on that team. Yeah, I don't know. Again, I just feel like it's sophisticated. I really think the design is really sleek. I do really enjoy the contrast of like the angel and the darkness, and I think it works super well. So. I don't know. I like it a lot. Um, and I do think it's cool how it builds on the Soul Eater design. Yeah. I don't know. That's my list. Those cool. are the ones I like. Nice. So I think we got that down, right? I think 
most of us talked about just the aesthetics and not the other things. Yeah, it's fine. I just care about things that look pretty. Yes, pretty things. Well, I guess we can move on to our final segment of the show. So this is our spiritual theme segment. Also, I should mention this. And we are going to talk about the symbolism of water in Kingdom Hearts and how that also relates to baptism in Christianity. Yeah. Essentially, baptism was originally something that Jews did for Gentiles who want to become Jewish as a rite, becoming ceremonially clean. They would be kind of washed with water. Mm -hmm. Later on, we see in the New Testament, John the Baptist, the cousin of Jesus, is baptizing both Jews and Gentiles the Jordan River to show that even uh, Jews need to be clean as well, just Gentiles. And then the rite of Jesus himself is is baptized. And the word baptism actually just means immersion. Mm. I think you get a lot of Kingdom Hearts vibes from that as well. I mean, that's the opening scene. The first game uh, in the intro is Sora literally being immersed. But the idea is in the New Testament that Christians are uh, asked to be baptized uh, when they believe, when they put their faith in Christ, Mm. as a means to, uh, not a means, but as a symbol or representation. Uh, Some Christians would disagree with with exactly how I I would word that. Um, But I think you and I are probably both of the of the persuasion that it is a symbol. Yeah. So we would believe that it represents our identifying with Christ in his death and resurrection, the dying, being submersed in water, and resurrection coming up out of water as kind of a new person. Mm. And I feel like there's just a whole lot of parallels there in Kingdom Hearts. Absolutely. It's never really explained, but you constantly see the imagery of people falling into water when they go into the Station of Awakening, there's a sense that they come back out, yeah, kind of this new person, kind of realizing that there's this this other reality out there. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's fascinating because, like you said, mm-hmm. it is everywhere in King of Hearts. I don't feel like I noticed it so often until, like you suggested, that we talk about this on the podcast, and I was like, wow, it happens there, there, there. Yeah, and it's even there. I think even more so in Kingdom Hearts 3, yeah. we start to get into the idea of death. And there, I think there's even more parallels there. because, I, And I think I sent you a message on this. It just like blew my mind when I realized it. Because my friend was playing uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 for the first time, and I was watching him play. And I just totally forgot that in the opening of the game, you're doing the tutorial section. And right before you battle the kind of aquatic-looking dark side... Sora starts off in the Station of Awakening, as he usually does, and you kind of you pick your stats and everything. And then this wave comes and just washes over him, right? And it's a callback to the opening of the first game with the wave crashing over him. And then he comes up out of the wave in the final world. And it hit me that because Chirithi says, tells Sora that the edges of sleep and death touch each other. And one can't help the occasional crossover. Right. That the station awakening, usually being a place that you would go to in your sleep, seems to be literally underneath the final world. Mm -hmm. As if, you know, because you always see people coming through water. 
um, as they go down to the Station of Awakening. I guess the idea is if you're still alive, you would come back up to your regular world again. Right. But if you if you don't make it, you would come back up through the final world instead if you're if you happen to be dead. Yeah. Again, there's that symbolism of passing from death to life. Absolutely. Because it's almost like so when he winds up in the state um not in the station of awakening, in the final world, you know, the charity tells him that he is dead, like his heart and his body perish. Right. But he's hanging by a thread, like he's still there because Carrie's heart is holding mm-hmm. him there. And it's almost like when he puts himself back together, like he's reborn, like he's given a second chance. He's essentially resurrected. But it's not like he's resurrected and then like goes straight to heaven, if you will. He's right, just yeah. like back in in the world and he's just battling it out against the crazy demon tower or whatever and then obviously has to go back through time it's super interesting and i think it is like a symbol of what's being done Mm -hmm. in his heart which obviously is what baptism is so yeah yeah it makes me wonder if that maybe could have been an inspiration for the symbolism or where no more even got that idea yeah people falling through water like that because it's in almost every game and I'm not sure, but I think it, that imagery is connected to even the title of Birth by Sleep. Mm. Just even that title, it just reminds me of the idea of being born again Yeah, in Christianity. Like, there's no way to know fully if this is Nomura's intention, but I don't think that really matters. Because mm-hmm. it's just sort of what we see from our own experience. But right. it is interesting because, you know, we believe that, that when we're baptized is a symbol of our old life, dying and then being raised up in Christ. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool that that is evident in like all the games that it seems to be a thing that Nomura wants us to know. I don't know if that is his intention. It's fascinating to me. Yeah, I mean, they're just these running themes of death and awakening and sleep and birth. And it's, it's just kind of getting at this idea that there's something kind of greater out there. That you need to be, you, you almost need to be bo- reborn. And that is essentially the message of, of Christianity. Yeah. There's another world out there, but the only way to experience it is by dying to yourself and being reborn. Yeah, and I suppose, you know, it is, of course, the greater reality. You know, it, it is the new heaven and the new earth, and this this life right. is just a shadow of that. You know, obviously through what Christ has done, like, we can experience that if we believe and trust in him. Amen. Yeah. Awesome. All right, I guess we shall we shall wrap up this episode. Thank you so much for listening friends and kairos let everybody know where we can find you you guys can find me on twitter which is uh, i will provide a link somewhere my instagram is at kairos keys which is the same for my facebook and patreon tumblr as well but it's the number three in it Mm -hmm. and then if you guys want to check out my youtube channel which is all about games and just Type in Kyrie King of Games or Kyrie's Gaming Station and it should pop up. Awesome. Yeah, all these links will be in the show notes also. But yeah, thank you so much for coming on this show. Thank you guys for having me. It was so much fun. Great. Yeah, glad to have you. All right. So this has been Kingdom Minds and you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Kingdom Minds Pod. We are also at Kingdom Minds Pod on Twitter and Instagram and we are Kingdom Minds Podcast on Facebook also. See you later. Bye. Awesome. Bye.